morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock, and I'm your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We are live. We are back. Last week, just, uh, and that's funny, sometimes I get emails, I get, like, texts. A few friends that are listening, that's like, oh, this week's an encore, and I'm just like, listen, the show's Wednesday, 9 to 11 a.m. I can't always, uh, you know, control the schedule. Sometimes there are just meetings that take place, you know, that I have to be at, site visits I need to be at, and sometimes if I don't know early in advance, then I can't, you know, record the show, at least to try to give you something, you know, near live, but, you know, I do what I can. I, I, I try my best. Um, I always know encores in general. Okay, so like the first five to ten minutes sounds a little weird. But then you get the rest of the music, you know, the next hour, hour and a half, the interviews that are involved. I know that uh, everyone will be satisfied at some point. So, you know, I apologize for sometimes the late random encores, but I uh, try my best to provide the, uh, you know, the original thoughts, the original content, the original interviews that you're so accustomed to hearing. All right, let's talk a little bit about Here's the truth. Ready? <laughs> Here's the truth. And I think I, I think I told you all this like a like a, a year or two ago. Sometimes I just think of random topics that that I know would be kind of interesting to talk about. You know, in the first five minutes of the show, you know, something sometimes as random as scaffolding, right? Sometimes as random as uh, what else? I don't know. Those like random. I don't know. Motivation. End of year. Whatever it is. And I and I I promise I I I'm fairly certain I put something in my phone to remember for the next time I was recording. I think earlier, I think it was even last week, I put something either in my notes and my emails to remember what I wanted to talk about. And for the life of me, I can't find it. And for the life of me, obviously, I can't I can't remember it. I'm like looking through my emails. Did I send myself something? I for sure sent myself something, but I've sent myself a million things over the last few weeks. Mm, see, it's not that. Oh, wow. I think this is it. Hold on. I, I used to think of my train of thought when I wrote this down. Let's think. Let's think. See, this is what I wrote down. I'll tell you. Crazy app updates. Now, I'm trying to remember why there, there was something going on either that day. I think it was February 1st. I wrote it, right? So it was a little before. Um, this must have been, I think it, was, it must have been Saturday night. It must have been a Motze Shabbos. Let me check the calendar. February 1st is Saturday night. And I think it has something to do with the fact that I have, um, I don't have that many apps on my phone. I really don't. And for the most part, you everything is within two pages. Though I guess the truth is I, I bundled a few things up. Okay, so I have like, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different, you know, um, ride share services, Uber, Lyft, Juno, Get, Via, I think one of those is even defunct. I have, you know, two different Google Maps and Waze and, and the subway system all in one thing. I have all my, like, banking payment things, you know, PayPal, Venmo, Wells Fargo, Chase, all in one thing. I have a few, like, sports thing, fantasy sports, you know, StubHub, uh, ESPN. Um, those things are all together. Photography things, photos, camera, FaceTime. Anyway, why am I telling you all this? I'm not sure. But I, the, the point is I really don't have that many apps. Um, you know, you'll, you'll go to your friends when you'll go to a lot of different phones and, and they'll have five pages worth of apps and that's not even including the ones that are bundled together. So I have like a few things bundled together. I probably have, if we're being, if I'm being totally honest with myself, two, if not three pages worth of apps. And I think all of them I pretty much use. Um, and some of them you just need to keep on your phone for whatever reason, but I pretty much use all of them. And what I find annoying is that I go to my app store sometimes 
and I, and I hate notifications on my phone. That's something that if you don't know about me now, you know. I hate any red sort of you know number one, red sort of number two, whatever it is. I I am the type of guy that that I have my email. I don't have ten thousand emails in my inbox. I have zero emails in my inbox, and when I do, I if I have one, I delete it quickly or read it. You know, notifications. I don't deal with any of that. So I go to my app store, and I always click on apps, which I'm doing right now. And for whatever strange reason, no matter what, on the daily, there's always an app that needs to be updated. Now, Facebook, I feel like, needs to be updated every, like, seven days. Twitter, every, like, two weeks, it feels like. Venmo all the time. LinkedIn. Netflix. Like, for some strange reason, all these apps, WhatsApp, they get updates every two weeks. And I'm just like, why? Like, what what, what could you be doing? I mean, it's great. At the same time, it is great. Like, the, I guess, customer service, you could say, of these these applications is phenomenal. They're clearly, you know... Someone reached out to them with some sort of need, with some sort of bug, with some sort of thing that needed to be fixed, and these apps are doing a great job of fixing it. But I'm just like, geez, like, A, it should have been, you know, dealt with beforehand, but also, how many times do I got to down, you know, um, update the app? And then I feel like it eats more and more memory. I am one of those phones that is constantly dealing with storage issues, which I hate. And because I hate notifications, it's just like I notice it. I notice it all the time. I get on Wi-Fi, all of a sudden I need 15, you know, app updates. And I'm just like, how? How is that possible? I don't have that many apps to begin with. And it just constantly wants me to update. Of course, the irony of this. Nope. <laughs> I lied. The, I was going to say the irony of this is I just clicked the app store for one the first time in two days and there was nothing there. But I was wrong. I just went on Wi-Fi, clicked up, you know, uh, updated i guess whatever updates i need i need eight espn instagram lyft netflix postmates uber youtube and whatsapp all need another update youtube needed to fix what needed fixing and squish some more bugs you know what youtube needs to fix youtube needs to fix the the fact that i want to just listen to music and then go to other things on my phone you know if you if you ever try to go on youtube on your phone type in like a song you want to listen to or whatever or even some sort of i don't know clip that you don't really care what you're watching you just want to hear the audio and you try to exit the app or just, you know, leave the app to answer a text, whatever, it, it stops. That's what YouTube needs to fix. WhatsApp, geez. Um, added call waiting support. Cool. I can now send messages directly over Braille keyboard. Cool. To reduce data usage, enable your iPhone low data mode. Will now disable media auto download and WhatsApp. New privacy settings. Like, did these things not exist a week ago when you also made me update the app? Let's see what Uber wants me to update. Uber. Update to improve improve localization across the app. That, that That's something that when you came out with the app, that should have been. Various big bug fixes and improvements. That's classic. Netflix. Mm, they really just don't say anything. Okay, cool. Lyft. Uh, localization changes. What, what happened? Did something happen with the map that I don't know about? Instagram. The latest version contains bug fixes and performance improvements. I swear, Every two weeks, I got to do that for Instagram. ESPN, the same exact thing. I mean, you don't think it's crazy that, like, it's just constant up- app updates? I don't even know how Androids work. I wonder if that's the same thing there. Just constantly, and I'm going to update now, and I have a very strong feeling that I'm not going to be able to update all of them because I don't have enough storage. Then I got to go into my WhatsApp, maybe delete some WhatsApp groups. Maybe I got to, maybe I should just buy new storage, honestly. I don't know, but I'm on this, like, iPhone 7. First world problems because I feel like a peasant because I have an iPhone 7. I don't know anyone that has... Well, that's true. I, I know a few iPhone 6s's out there, but... You know, I tell myself after every new iPhone that comes out, I'll just get the uh, the old new one, so that way it's a little bit cheaper, but... First world problems with all this, right? 
I'm watching. I'm kind of stalling right now. I'm trying to wait to see if I make all the app updates. Not that it necessarily proves one point or the other, but as they go, maybe I'll continue and let you know on during the show. All right, let's let's tell you what's uh, on this week. We have Tamir Goodman, who will be uh, interviewed by Joanna Shepson of Fun in Jerusalem. Always a great interview with Tamir and Joanna. They've been on uh, together before, so that'll be at 10 a.m. Eastern, and then we'll wrap things up towards the end of the show, and then it'll be a Wednesday's live lunch with Avrami at 11 a.m. But we're going to kick things off with one song and one song only here, as we do each and every week. Mahavecha, Shel Simcha, on this week's Bite Size, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.
پیدا لشما ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دوری مربی ای کالو ای سکت و تیرا لشما ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دوری مربی ای کالو ای سکت و تیرا لشما
back here on Bite Size. We just finished hour one, hour number two begins, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Tamir Goodman right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today I get to interview Tamir Goodman, which we have like our annual interview where we talk about his incredible basketball camp. Hi, Tamir. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you. So I hear you've got, uh, as I like to say, you up your game every year with your your camp and what you give the kids who come to camp. So I hear you've got some exciting news about some players and some coaches who are going to be at your camp. So maybe can you tell us a little bit about your sleepaway camp in Jerusalem? Yeah, well, we've partnered this year with Athletes for Israel, which is an organization that helps bring athletes to Israel. And through their experience in Israel, they shed a lot of light to the world on how beautiful this country is. So this summer, um, we have an amazing group of NBA personalities. We have Irv Roland, who's a longtime skills coach that worked with James Harden, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, many, many NBA stars. He's going to be coming over. We also have Eddie Curry, who's a 12-year NBA veteran who played for the Bulls and the Knicks, and he actually won a championship with the Miami Heat. And we're going to announce our third NBA um, personality uh, very, very soon in the next couple of days. So it's very exciting that kids will be able to travel to Jerusalem from all over the world and get a chance to learn with the highest level basketball coaches. It's incredible like that, that they have these opportunities to meet these NBA players and they're in the middle of Jerusalem. Like They get to come to camp in Yerushalayim and play with these players and play with you. You're incredible, an incredible role model for them also. Um, what are the players think about like what kind of feedback do you get from these NBA players after the summer and their experiences in Israel and in Jerusalem? Well, the feedback's been absolutely incredible and it's brought a lot of light to the world. Uh, most recently last year we had Michael Sweetney here, coach Michael Sweetney. Um, since his, his time at camp, he's really become an ambassador for the Jewish people and for Israel. He speaks at shuls and schools across the country now he was featured in the New York Post. Uh, recently, he was featured in a, um, a, a media outlet in New York, and that went viral. He's coaching at YU and has been able to have a great, um, just a great overall impact on the players there on and off the court. He's also coaching at Ramaz, and it's just been such an amazing thing to see how these things come full circle and how much light they bring to the world all through the language of basketball. For sure, because you're definitely showing them a really positive side of Jerusalem. And I think what people don't always often realize is that when you send your kids away to summer camp, it's not just about learning the basketball skills, but it's so much more. And maybe tell us a little bit about your goals like and your missions of your camp. It's not just to become the best basketball player. Correct. Growing up, I was very fortunate enough to get invited to play at NBA camp. I played at Adidas camp. I played at the Invitational camps. And I really got a chance to play against the best players in the world and learn from the greatest coaches. And a lot of these things that I learned at basketball camp, at those elite basketball camps, had to do with like teamwork and respect and taking care of your body and time management and setting goals and not letting society dictate what you can or cannot do and giving back, and all these type of, like, powerful messages that, that come through the game of basketball. And that's what you're learning at the elite camp. So I decided now that my career is over, I'm going to give back. I want the kids to learn what I learned because it's been so great to me in my life. And 
combining all of that with Jerusalem and this beautiful sports complex at the new YMCA gym and the special guests and the special players that we have from coming around the world, just combining all of this with like a fresh way to connect to Judaism and to Israel and to have a positive impact on the world. That's really what the camp is all about. And we're just so excited that hopefully this summer will be our best summer yet. Wow, it sounds incredible. So just for those listeners out there, let me just let you know that the camp is two and a half weeks, July 1st to the 21st. Correct. Um, and the the basketball practice takes place at the YMCA, which is on King David Street, and um, it's a beautiful new complex. And then where will the campers be sleeping, and what other activities are you going to be doing besides so just the basketball? Yeah, so there's three options. We have a day camp option, day camp plus, which is, basically all day, all the way up till 9.30 at night, except for sleepover, and then we have the overnight option. The overnight option, um, we have a beautiful villa um, in, like, the border of Katamon and Baca, like, right off the Misila, off, right off the walking path. And um, some of the other activities, do. we're very involved in chesed. We give back. We get to see Israel through the lens of sport. We go to play against other teams up north and down south. Last year, we gave, we've donated hoops to the kids at the uh, Moshav Kalibach that their whole yeshiv was burnt down and they couldn't play basketball. So we were able to donate hoops and train some of the kids there every summer. That was amazing. Have... I, I saw pictures of, of what it was like when you came by and you donated the, came there and donated the hoops, like bringing fun back to the Moshav. Was yeah, we're, that's really any way that the, that basketball that we could impact the world in a positive way, we're going to do it. And this summer we have some very exciting chesed opportunities ahead of us as well. And I just feel like um, our players really feel like, you know, in order to be the best players that you could be, a big part of that is also giving back and influencing your community and everyone around you and finding different ways to use basketball as a tool to, to, to better the world. And that's a big part of the camp, and that's a big focus on what we do when we're not uh, just training because we train really hard. We train every day from nine to three thirty. That includes CrossFit, individual improvement, games, a lot of uh, strength conditioning, um, mobility, a lot of different types of work. Uh, focusing on our body, focusing on our mental strength, and then you know combining all that training and and figuring out a way to to do good through that is kind of the energy of the camp. Amazing. And your campers come from all over the world. We have campers coming from all over the world again this summer, from Germany, all over North America, Europe, um, Australia. <laughs> it's very, very exciting. It's just really nice when everyone arrives and, you know, thank God everyone made it safely and we can have a, a great summer together. I actually just got a message on Facebook from a high school friend of mine that she's sending her son. So it's a really small world out from L.A. Um yes. Uh, but also, I think it's important to just let the listeners know that if you can't be here in the summer, you do a lot of incredible work during the year as well. Like you do, I came in to interview you and you do lots of training with local yeshiva and seminary students who are into basketball to keep their basketball skills sharp for when they start college. And even tourists can come and do activities with you, right? Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for basketball. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about my daily schedule. I could be working with a professional player, then I could be working with like a kid that may be struggling in some area of his life, and somehow basketball could impact them. Maybe they just made aliyah, and they didn't. He wasn't ready, or she wasn't ready to make aliyah, or maybe they have social issues or different types of challenges. And through basketball, 
the kind of strength in them. I've been able, you know, this year I'm, I'm training three future um, Stern, girl, uh, Stern girls that are going to be playing at Stern next year. Um, play, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with many of the YU players and I'm still ha- very heavily involved in Paul Jerusalem, the professional team here. And again, doing a lot of different bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvah clinics throughout the year, working with special needs kids, doing a lot of basketball work at Shalva. And I uh, feel very blessed to be able to live out my dream um, as a you know, former player and now taking everything that I learned and bringing it on to the next generation. Also very excited that there's a documentary about my whole career coming out in the next few weeks uh, via oh, the Players' Tribune. Yeah. yeah, so the Players' Tribune uh, is a very famous sports media outlet. They chose eight players, including Allen Iverson and Cheryl Swoops and Vince Young and Eddie Curry and kind of just telling their story behind what just happened, not just what happened on the court. It's called So You Want to Know the Real Story. So I'm very blessed that I was chosen one of, as one of those athletes. And um, any, so like I believe six, it's a series. So six of the documentaries have been shown and there's two more now. So mine should be um, released soon. And I'm hoping that, that that could really inspire a lot of people around the world once they see the documentary to never let society dictate what they can or cannot accomplish in this world. So definitely let us know when that documentary comes out. We'd love to share it on Fun in Jerusalem also. I always find speaking to you is super inspirational. It makes me even want to, like, go get my basketball shoes and, and actually shoot some hoops too, which, yeah. which actually is a, is a big deal because that's not something that comes to me naturally. But um, <laughs> I'm excited that we can share with families out there that there are some incredible opportunities here in the summer where your kids can can learn wonderful things, really get inspired by you and inspired by being in Jerusalem. And if anyone wants to reach you, they can email you at tamir at funinjerusalem.com. And I know you only have a couple spots left in your camp, right? Correct. We only have six spots remaining for the overnight program. We have some more for the day camp or day camp plus option. Okay, great. So everyone should email Tamir at funinjerusalem.com. And I'm sure, you know, let's speak again when your documentary comes out. I'd love to talk about it and about, you know, once we see it, I'm sure we can do an incredible interview with that also. Thank you so much. It's always fun to work with you, and I appreciate you so much. (laughs) My pleasure. Okay, and now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Tamir Goodman. Joanna, you can find funinjerusalem.com. Fun in Jerusalem on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and her website. You could contact her, Fun in Jerusalem, uh, Joanna, excuse me, at funinjerusalem.com. More coming up here on Bite Size. Great music. We'll wrap things up a bit later, but we're going to kick it over to some of the good stuff right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network.
to be all that you want to be. But it's so cold now, it's so dark here. What could I do? If I'm a little light, you're a little light. Together we are so very bright. A little light here, a little light there. See the smiles, it's so very clear. Shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to. A brighter day, shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to a brighter day. Shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to a brighter day.
And that'll wrap things up on this week's episode of Bite Size Wednesday's Live Lunch with Rami Finkelstein. Coming up in just a few moments. Thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me on Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size.